No, maybe not. All right. Hello, bro. Morning, bro. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you doing? I am well, thank you. Yes, well, you know, uh, to start where we often do, uh, well, first, this is the obvious, brothers, if you've stumbled across this. I'm Obvious Steve. And this is Obvious John. And we, we're going to tell you the obvious stuff about sports and maybe some other things this uh, podcast uh, so that you're more knowledgeable and can yell at the TV better. There you go. There you go. All right, John. Well, it's right. I, I saw the game live last night, so I wasn't yelling at the TV and I was trying to keep quiet so I didn't die in New Jersey. But uh, yeah, there, there would have been a bit of that last night. Yeah, you had some uh, craziness ensue at Piscataway, huh? Yes, uh, stupidity in Piscataway. What, what can you say? As, but, you know, I, I, I could frame it this way, John. I, I saw the number one team in the nation in college basketball play last night and get beat. So a lot of people, a lot of people, that would be a uh, a highlight and a talking point. Yeah, just unfortunate for you. It's it was your team, right? Yeah, it, it's it's my alma mater, and I drove two hours and twenty minutes plus to see them play, and uh, they did not put up a quality performance. So, ah well. Yeah, they've been looking pretty dominant yeah. this preseason, right up until about last night. Well, last Friday they didn't look that great against Iowa, but that's uh, wins are hard in the Big Ten. Uh, here we here we go. Those of you not familiar with us, here's the obvious, brothers. Uh, wins are hard in the Big Ten. Road wins are really hard in the Big Ten. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but one of the guys I follow on Twitter pointed out this is their first real road game of the season. So uh, there you go. They went to Piscataway and pissed the bed. <laughs> I, I've been workshopping yes. that one. There, there you go. All right, John. You, you know, uh, in our usual startup, uh, I, I will go to my my text messages this week where people keep sending me uh, screenshots of the weather in Texas. So you want to get this off your chest or, you know, what, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking to set, I think we set a record high yesterday and we're going to set another one today. That's, that's nice. The snow flurries have been nice here too. <laughs> we are supposed to have, we have a cold front coming though. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I, I feel your pain. We have a warm front coming. I think it's supposed to be 45 today. So. All right. Ooh, that's toasty. Toasty. Yeah, I'm feeling. Well, I'm feeling starts. it. I'm feeling it. Well, there are people who do, John, but maybe we shouldn't get into that as we're supposed to. You know, you know, we're not going an hour this morning, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll come back. We'll come back to guys wearing shorts on 35 degree days on another day. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. Right, well, fair enough. So, so John, in terms of uh, TV viewing the last week. We both watched the same movie uh, last weekend. That uh, well, I think it was fairly new out, and I saw a top ten list for the year in movies, and it was on it. John, that's interesting. Is it okay? So, so John, uh, I I thought it would be interesting to hear you tell our audience uh, about Power of the Dog. <laughs> Okay, there you go. It's it's a uh, it's a western. 
with um is it now benedict, okay yeah okay benedict cumberbatch and uh also known as cucumber from, yeah okay yep and the kid from uh friday night lights who they are brothers who own a ranch and uh in montana supposedly yes Kristen Dunst is also in it. The uh, the brother uh, courts Kristen Dunst and marries her with, and she has a son who's a little, not really made out to be uh, a rancher. I guess I'll put it that way. He's not real tough. He's kind of soft. Uh, I would have said he's on the scale, but that's yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the the script or the book says, but he, they portray him as though he's probably on the scale, right? True. Right. Okay. And uh, he, he is he is in his late teens. Yes, because he wants to go to school to be a, uh, a doctor, right? Like his father. His dead father. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so yeah. go from there. For one thing, uh, you, you, have to, you have to get this in your head, people. Benedict Cucumber, uh, who has played lots of roles, is supposed to be a manly Western rancher. Cowboy. Yeah, supposed to be. Yeah. He uh, he's got some skeletons in his closet. Ah, does he now? Hmm. And he's some. Uh, I mean, we don't want to ruin it for people. No, no. I have, this is part of why I wanted to hear you do it to to see how how much you could tell without uh, giving giving it away. They, they they he likes to play head games and does not like his yeah. new sister in law. Does not like the new sister-in-law. Does not like the new nephew. Um, matter of fact, him and the other ranchers teasing quite regularly. Well, yeah, I, I think there. I, I've had bullying seminars that uh, they probably ought to be taking. <laughs> yes. Um, and but then he kind of befriends him kinda, in a yeah. weird way, and yeah. I don't understand. I mean, that was a kind of a quick turnaround that all of a sudden he decides to. Take the boy in and make yeah. him a rancher, right? Yeah. Right. Tough. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and then, and then we probably ought to stop talking about it. Yeah. It's it's a slow movie. It was interesting. Um, it is thought provoking. Uh, you you do not you're not sure what's coming next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're you're trying to figure. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. For the first probably hour, I'm trying to figure out what I was. What's I don't what's the point of this movie? I don't know what the what's the end game. Where are we going with this? Yeah, well, you, you knew somebody wasn't going to come out of it uh, good in the end, right? Correct. There was not going to be a happy tea party at the end where they all said, "We love you, we love you, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yes, they they have a huge ranch in Montana, and they are they are uh, cattle people. The movie starts with them uh, driving a herd. Uh, and they say it's 1925 to to the railroad track to have them sent off to be slaughtered, and the the house they live in is just a huge monstrosity, isn't it, John? Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, well, and the and uh, his, their parents and the governor comes to dinner one night, so they're kind of yeah. a, it, it acts like they're a big deal, although uh, the cucumber who whose character's name is Phil. Is too dirty to come in for dinner, so uh, it seems so. Well, according to his brother, well, his brother 
pissed him off by telling him to take a bath. Yeah. So he didn't come in at all. Yeah. So before we leave this, I, I heard somebody interviewed about this movie who said uh, Benedict really got into the role and, and did not take a did not take a bath for two weeks, and so, uh, you know, he he looks like he hasn't bathed for two weeks at various parts of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sleeps in his boots a lot. Well, yeah. I, hey, uh, hey, John. You, you, here's another trivial point. Uh, uh, did Montana look unusual to you? Did it? Yeah. Well, since it was New Zealand, I, I guess uh, it might look a little something. Something. Yeah. So. Didn't look. Um, I didn't think it looked like Montana, but. Okay. Well. Mountain, mountain ranges weren't big enough. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Montana. But but yes. So so yes, Jane Campion, who is a famed director, uh, shot it in New Zealand for. Reasons that my your sister and my wife says had to do with New Zealand uh, film board giving her money, but uh, that, I, I since she's from down there, I, uh, that might explain it. So, uh, okay, so that's our movie review for for the week. Uh, John, are you ready for Boba Fett? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of I'm I'm way behind on a lot of TV. I haven't watched um, Loki. I haven't watched any of the new Hawkeye series, oh. and um, I am looking forward to the Boba Fett series. Yes, yeah. the Book of Boba Fett. Well, I, I, I am I, I have watched all the Hawkeye series, and it's pretty good. So I'll just say, okay, good. Well, I like that, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner's a good actor. Yeah, he is. Uh, so that gets us. Uh, we killed ten minutes, and we haven't talked either. Well, I guess we talked basketball a little bit, but we haven't talked football. And this is the big week, John. Uh, you know, we had championship weekend, and then we got the Final Four laid out for us. And, you know, it ended up fairly chalky there, John. Yep. After yeah, there wasn't any big big upsets last weekend that kind of create some havoc. So, um, kind of just stayed pretty chalk, like you said. Right. Well, the four teams that were in the Final Four ended up in the Final Four, and... Yeah, Alabama beat Georgia, which was, uh, and they beat them fairly handily. That's a bit of a surprise. And uh, so here we are with Michigan playing Georgia and Alabama playing Cincinnati. And uh, I I don't know. I guess guess the Georgia-Michigan game uh, has the potential to be a decent game. But, you know, our, our buddy Sean, who, uh, you know, guest picked last week, you know, he, his great hope is when Notre Dame gets into these games that they cover, right, John? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it ain't winning, it's covering. So, but, uh, you know, Alabama is a 13.5-point favorite. Oh, they got the lines out already. Yeah, I, I saw I, I saw a line for every game, every bowl game. John and and uh, Georgia is six and a half I think it was over Michigan when I looked which I was a little surprised the Alabama line was so big but you know Alabama in a big game like that with time to prepare and I guess they think Cincinnati's probably this year's Notre Dame right just trying to cover so uh, yeah yeah I would say uh, 
Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not a complete curb stomping where it's like 40 to 20, but it feels like that's a game that could easily be that way. Yeah, well, um, Alabama, uh, their quarterback, uh, Bryce Young, who probably will win the Heisman tomorrow, uh, looked like the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, and uh, their receivers, amazingly, didn't have a lot of trouble getting deep on Georgia. So, uh, no, That was a weird, you know, it was the best defense in the league by far. In the, and, uh, in the world. Yeah, and the Georgia whooped, whooped on them, or Alabama whooped on them. Yeah, they they, they uh, opened some offense on them. So I guess it uh, takes you back to the question of who did Georgia really play with uh, high-octane offense all year. And uh, obviously nobody with quite the high-octane offense Alabama had, right? So, Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying the, the I guess in terms of surprises and going back to since we're not going to be picking until the uh the semifinal games uh, J- uh January 1st or New Year's Eve John uh you you went against me on the Utah Oregon game John did you get a little surprise there Yeah yep yeah, they got freaking smoked again They did yes they, 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 they got rolled on the grill like Kilbasi there, uh, John. Yeah. yeah uh, Utah put two big whoopings on them this year. Yeah. Is, yeah I, I saw, expected them to have a recovery game from that, but obviously I was clearly wrong. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, you know, we had this discussion last week. I, I didn't see what was going to happen in 13 days to change things, but. I guess you hope attitude. And then Oregon's coach, you know, maybe, maybe this is part of the problem. Oregon's coach went and jumped to Miami, John. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked much about coaching jobs, John, but uh, suddenly the Miami job is better than or- the Oregon job? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think so. Personally. Well, yeah, well, and he's he went he, he played there and everything, and I think he's a – a local, so I, I think that probably has a big effect. But I saw that Oregon offered him a ten-year contract, and at one point before he left, so holy moly, right? Yeah, and they talked a little. I don't. Well, I know you're on the road, but um, it was interesting because they talked a little bit last night about coaching and what the and the NCAA coaches are making in comparison to what the NFL coaches are making and if, uh, if that's going to change the landscape of of uh, NFL coaching money and are some of these coaches going to start going back to the NCAA and making big bucks. Yeah. Uh, that's... Um, one guy went back um, yesterday. Who went, who went back? Um, you're going to make me scan the headlines for it. Okay. It's not a. Uh, it wasn't like a, a well-known head coach. Okay. Well, I don't. Um, uh, Oregon. Oregon hasn't picked their coach yet, right? No. No. And let me see. Venables took the Oklahoma job, so the Oregon job is the best job out there. And by the way, we we now know, right, John, where Notre Dame uh, coaching job ranks in in terms of. Uh, Desirability, right? Why is that? 
Well, the the coach went to LSU, kind of tells you, and left them, you know, go and play a New Year's Six Bowl game, and maybe he could have been in the playoff if things had fallen differently, but he skipped. Yeah, he definitely skipped. Yeah. He's uh, and, and, kind of funny. Since, since, since he left town, I've, I've seen a, a few articles and a few notes about uh, Mr. Kelly, and he's not really a, a great, super nice guy. Well, they, yes, the the uh, the Notre Dame uh, underground has decided to release some stories about uh, let, letting us know he's not Mister Wonderful, right? So, did you hear the story about um, the coach for Green Bay? No. Anyways, the coach, the head coach that's at Green Bay right now, was one of his assistants, and somebody else. I think he's an assistant coach somewhere, and. Uh, they were on their undergrads for Kelly, and he, they thought they got invited to um, his Christmas party. Yeah. And so they showed up to this Christmas party. They got invited to come work. So they had to <laughs> shovel the drive and then park cars for the guests. And then at the end, they had to, to uh, put cars back. Or they had to bring the cars back for the guests. Uh-huh. And they both kind of went back to there. They were staying in their little one bedroom, you know, two-bedroom dinky apartment making no money and said we'll never treat our staff that way so it's yeah. kind of a funny oh. story i guess oh, well yeah ah yes you know, he stepped on some bodies on his way to the multi-million con- dollar 10-year contract at lsu huh yeah yeah who knew yeah so well that's that's where we are in, in the coaching it's interesting that venables is going to oklahoma uh, I think he was defensive coordinator there before going to Clemson, so he's familiar. But he is a very defense. He is a defensive guru. Where Lincoln Riley, who went to USC a couple of weeks ago, is an offensive guru. So, just makes you wonder what what that will do to Oklahoma in terms of their their style of play. Yes, because they've been kind of an out out outscore you kind of team for. A number of years. Yeah, but they're going to the SEC now, right? Well, someday. I, I don't think they've announced yet when, but someday. So they're going to have to play a little defense in the SEC. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so let's get to the NFL, John. Uh, if I remember right, the Cowboys won last week, so you were you were happy. I guess it was Thursday night, so it's been a week since you've had happiness. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple weird games in the uh, in the NFL, and we're down to the point of the season, John, where uh, we start looking at Super Bowl contenders. And so, who you got now in the Super Bowl? Oh, Cowboys, of course. Okay. And, uh, so when the Cowboys <laughs> choke, who's coming from the M- N- NFC? Probably the, the Bucks. Bucks. Okay. Unfortunately, I think they're they're looking to repeat. No, yeah, well, I'm sure that I'm sure the man is repeating, but uh, wants to repeat. I mean, he goes to Super Bowl every other year, so yeah. Right. So this would be his off year, right? Uh you would think it might be his off year, but uh, we'll we'll see if he does two in a row to end his career. But uh, yeah. So and what you got on the, what you got on the other side? I think the NFC is the most interesting. 
by the way, too. I think it's the most competitive, and you know, there's five teams that could easily go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC, maybe, maybe even six legitimate ones. Ah. It's hard to it's hard to look past the Patriots at this point from the AFC, as, as good as they've been playing, as hot as they've been. Nine and four already. They just kind of snuck up on you. That now they're the uh, number one seed in the AFC, just like that. Right. Yeah. And and winning uh, Monday night in uh, one of the uglier games you'll ever watch uh, (laughs) did not did not hurt them at all, did it? No. Have you ever seen a game where a guy only the quarterback only passed the ball three times? Well, John, uh, not not to not not to not to go back to to a line that you mocked me for earlier, but uh, in the '60s, yeah, regularly, yeah. Well, I didn't see any football in the '60s. So. Well, there you go. I, so I got you, I got you on experience there. But uh, it, it's it is not the current uh, nature of the NFL to throw the ball so little. So. It was a pretty uh, funky game. And it's amazing that you, you know they're going run, and they ran it right down their throat anyway, didn't they? So, uh, Yeah, kind of, you know, debunks that. No, eight, eight, you know, running backs can't get any yardage with an eight-man box, facing eight-man dogs all the time, but they yeah, sure did. They, right. Yeah, and they broke a couple good ones, and uh, that's – that's about all you needed in a game like that. Couldn't make a field goal. Couldn't couldn't make a field goal, and throwing the ball was hard. And what they claim was sometimes sixty mile an hour wind, right? So, yeah, yeah, it was an ugly game. Yes. Yeah, so, so they have uh, a, a leg up. I guess kind of a half game is all they're really up for first place. But they have a game and a half on the Bills uh, with a win in hand. So. Uh, it looks like they're going into division, and uh, I think the last 20 years has told us that going through New England in the playoffs is not something that's easy to do. Yeah, we've, we've seen that in the past, right? Yeah, I, a few a few times, yes. It, it seem, seems like uh, the guy on the sideline there has a lot of, uh, a lot of Super Bowl rings. Uh, so, yeah. I guess it would be fitting... So, I mean, I'd hate, I don't really want to see it, but it would be kind of fitting. You know, Tom wins his Super Bowl without Bill last year, and now Bill's got his team together, and they go and pull it off this year, and then we can just, they can both ride off into the sunset together. Is that, uh, I don't think they're riding off together, but there, there you go. Hey, hey, John, I thought you were going to say it would be great to see them play each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know a lot of people are, are begging for that. Well, yeah, I, I'm sure it would be a ratings bonanza for whichever network has the Super Bowl. So they're probably rooting yeah. for that too. So yeah, because the Super Bowl has a hard time drawing viewers. Well, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. Yeah, you, you never know. <laughs> you don't you don't want a dead game. Uh, yeah. Sure. So uh, anyway, John. Um, so you went you went Bucks Bucks Patriots, and I was going to go chalk with Cardinals Patriots. So. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know that the Cardinals are really the real deal, but I don't believe in the Packers. And, uh, so it might, might end up being the Bucks, but I, I, let's, let's see if the Cardinals can uh, live up to, they've done a really good job of, uh, you know, getting out ahead of everybody and having the best record in football. Even when Murray was hurt, they won a couple games. So, 
Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. It's hard to say they're not legit when you know they win two games without their quarterback, which almost you know rarely happens right. in this league. Right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, John, uh, last week you went two and one, John, in NFL picks. Uh, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say this week because uh, I, typically I had a little trouble, but I thought there were a couple stinky lines. So uh, let's see what you got. Well, I'll go with the obvious pick. I will take the Cowboys and give the four and a half at Washington. Oh, it's four and a half. Okay. That, 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 ESPN as of today. Okay, so that's that's your first pick. Okay, so here's my first pick. I'm going to take Detroit and the eight and a half on the road at Denver. Uh, I because I think the Detroit Lions are hot. <laughs> um, ESPN has them at ten. You get another point and a half. Wow. If you want it. Wow. I guess when I looked. Where I looked, but okay, ten. Wow, life is good. Yeah, that's great. Think they're riding high after that big W. Uh, probably not. But I, I thought it was cool that the coach gave the game ball to the, the families who had been shot there, in Oxford, yeah. Michigan, uh, that the, the couple days before. So, that was uh, somebody actually paying attention. That was a, that was a nice gesture on his part. Yes, I agree. Yeah. All right. All right. You you go again. I, I've got I, I, I've got one up my sleeves here. So. Okay, I'll take the Bengals uh, plus one and a half at home against the Niners. Oh man! Now I gotta look. Man, oh man. I guess I guess that I guess that I guess that was a stinky line, huh? By definition. Yeah, I mean, Bengals are pretty good. And, and, and I, I'm sorry, didn't we just watch the Niners lose a game to a team they weren't really supposed to lose to fairly handily? So uh, I, I, I don't get why they are favored on the road against a good Cincinnati team. But yeah, uh, but you, 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 you jumped on it. So there you go. Okay. I'll just to get this keep them from me sitting here saying nothing. I, I'm taking the other side of the Cowboys game. I, I'm going to take the four and a half and the Washington football team at home. Another home dog. So uh, we love home dogs. And remember, I have the Washington team and wins pool. So I will be praying for victories, uh, no matter how slight the chances are. Yeah. Yeah. Just no other way to go. So, all right, third pick there, guy. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking about the Saints and giving up the five and a half at the Jets, but I'm not sure who's going to quarterback this weekend. I think it's Taysom Hill again, and he's got a funky finger. So, I'm actually going to avoid that game and go with the uh, the Panthers. Plus or minus two and a half at home against the Falcons, which I've been burnt on the Panthers every time I've picked them this year. But I'll give it one more shot. Okay. So Carolina is giving two and a half to the Falcons. Now, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's poop. Okay, so the first thing I'm thinking, I know I did this when I looked through them the first time. The first game on the Sunday chart on ESPN's app is the Ravens-Browns, and the Browns are favored by two and a half. And I'm like, oh, no, that really? The Browns haven't looked great, blah, blah. But then I took the Ravens last week and got beat. So, and, and I'm not real comfortable with that. So there's that one. And then you scroll down and scroll, scroll, scroll. I'm just not seeing anything. I mean. What about the Seahawks uh, going into Houston and giving up eight and a half points? Um, Which Houston, by the way, is the first team to be officially eliminated from the playoff contention. Uh, well. Road. A lot of points on the road. A lot of points on the road. Can I take the Lions again? Getting 10? Uh, <laughs> I uh, like your Browns pick. I think you should take the Ravens in two and a half. Hmm. See, as soon as you say that, I know not to do it. Oh, what the hell? Okay, I'm going to take. I'm going to hope that the Ravens win on the road again. Uh, Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore. Getting two and a half. Uh, they're awfully beat up, including on their corners. Yeah. I feel very good about that if you can't tell. But I can't I can't I can't I can't find anything that I like better. Uh I do not know what to think of Bucks Bills. Uh coming off watching the Bills on Monday night, it's hard to believe they'll be competitive, but they're supposed to be good, right? No, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna take I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna take the Bucks. Giving three and a half. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think the Bills are in a bit of a trouble. Just going to throw that out there. Because okay. if, if they lose that game and they're underdogs, just stick with that. Uh, that puts them at seven and six, which is... I think ten wins are going to get you in. Uh, although 10, 10 and 7 in the AFC might, you might end up in a tiebreaker. So, uh, and they, you know, they've got another game against the Patriots. Uh, I think, let me see your schedule. They, they had the Bucks, Panthers at home, Patriots on the road, Falcons at home, and Jets at home. So, yeah, they got three pretty sure wins, I think. So, 10 and 7. Yeah. Yeah. Not really where they wanted to be, but. No, not after the hot start, but. Well, and, you know, they won the division and everything last year and looked like, you know, they might be a Super Bowl team. So, yeah, that's not, uh, not, not pretty. But uh, it's, it's uh, you know, adding the extra game and the extra team to the playoffs uh, is going to make it, uh, uh, I, I think it changes our whole rhythm and dynamic about uh, playoffs. So Yeah. Uh, It'll I, be, uh... 
I mean, it used to say it used to say ten and six was pretty safely in, but I'm not I'm not sure the same can be said of ten and seven. Ten and seven, I right. agree. Yeah, so uh, I think ten and seven this year is safe in the NFC, but uh, I, I think you're, you're safely in, but uh, not uh, in, not not in the AFC. Well, yeah, there's, there's five times five teams in the NFC with eight wins right now. If you get and then it falls off after those top five and with Washington, San Francisco at six wins, Minnesota, Philadelphia. Right. So those teams are going to have to play really good to get the 10 wins. Right. And there's two spots open for those six and seven teams or six and six, whatever they are at this point. Well, yeah, there are four six-win teams. And, <laughs> and uh, at this point, only two of them are making the playoffs. So, uh yeah, uh, like you said, like you say, uh, Minnesota and Philadelphia are six and seven already, so they'd have to win out to get to ten and seven. So, yeah, uh, yeah, those I don't see. And I mean, none of those teams getting to ten wins. Well, and, and I know I know the Washington football team schedule off the top of my head. They've got Dallas twice, Philadelphia twice, and the Giants. So, yeah, they, they have a very heavily um, conference. They have an all-division schedule from here on out, yeah. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird, weird way for the league to, to do that for them. But. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, we, we could spend a whole program talking about the NFL schedule and the strangenesses uh, of it from here here and there and why they send teams here. I mean, last week you were whining about the Cowboys playing on Thursday again, though I don't think it was a bad thing. And, uh Anyway, so they, they, they do some – well, and you said something about London earlier that you thought there were rules about – what did you think of the rule? They were what? supposed to have a bye after – I always thought they, was, they were going to have a bye after the London game, but two teams this year did not have a bye right. <laughs> coming back from London. So that was, yeah. I thought that was weird. Yeah, well, I, I think that's – you would think that would be a hard thing to do to bounce back from London or – is it harder to go? Well, I'm sure it's harder to go over. But uh, anyway, so the, the schedule is interesting. Uh, is an interesting, mind-boggling thing in the NFL, and uh, it does not look like there will be a bunch of teams at ten and seven fighting for the last playoff spot. So, uh, so last night, speaking of six and seven, the Vikings got there last night with uh, what you must have thought was a surprise win. Yeah, it was, you know, coming off the loss to Detroit, which now they've played 12, 12 games have all been by one score or less. Thirteen. And, they played 13 games. Okay. And I think eight of them or seven of them came on the final drive and like four of them have come on the final play. Are, so, are you right. talking, are you talking about the Vikings? Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they did the big stat on it last night. It's crazy how many close games they've played. Well, and, and they come out and just curb stomp them in the first half. It's twenty three zero at the in the at the end of the first half. Twenty nine to zero um, in the third quarter, and then Big Ben rallies, and they actually had an opportunity to uh, potentially score and get a two-point conversion to tie the game at the end of the game. 
Yeah, well, uh, I was amazed it got as close as it was because I saw curb stomping scores on my way home from yep. Piscataway. Yeah, so. Oh, so yes, they, they they got themselves to six and seven with a loss to the Detroit uh, Lions. The only people to have lost to them, and amazingly, in wins pool, John, that is not the extra money because somebody has the Lions. Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be tough in wins pool to be sitting on a on a zero to week fourteen, or I guess it was well, week thirteen. Yeah, isn't the Steelers the team that tied the Lions? Yeah. That their time? Yeah, yeah, it was their time. So Yeah. Power yeah. power team the Steelers, yeah. So uh which is explains uh well they played last night, so I couldn't take them anyway, but I, I have so many teams circled that I don't want to take. It's a, it's a problem to figure out how to pick. Mm-hmm. Delvin uh you know, it really helped the Vikings last night to get Delvin Cook back, which nobody thought he would be ready already from a separated shoulder to play eleven days later, so that was impressive. And he looked damn good with the getting 205 yards on the ground, 27 carries, two touchdowns. So He's a player. Not only was he back, he was effective. It was yes. impressive. Yeah, did you have him in fantasy? No, I do not. Ah. Okay. Well, I, I think we've covered it, John. Uh, some NFL to watch this weekend, probably some college basketball, and uh, you've got to catch up on some uh, some TV viewing. Uh yeah, I've been watching all sorts of weird stuff. So, uh, are you going to be tuned in to um, NCAA women's volleyball tournament? Uh, I, I I do not watch Nebraska uh, play play any sport that I can help. But John, but, okay, yeah, but uh, John John is referring to the fact that uh, Boilermakers. Volleyball team is in the final eight in the NCAA's uh, as of yesterday. So, um, uh, who knows? I, you know, I get bored enough. You know, I might have the U on and uh, watch a little volleyball. Okay. Okay, but th- thanks for asking. You know. You bet. Yeah, and, and the question is, can you bet on volleyball, John? I'm pretty sure you can find find some. Some somewhere. You think DraftKings will give me a hundred dollars to to, <laughs> to to begin to lay bets on uh, volleyball, huh? Yeah, I'm sure they would. Wow, well, they'd be happy to take your money. No, John, they're giving me a hundred dollars. Come on, man. Okay. <laughs> somebody has somebody actually. I heard somebody say this. It, it's like the dealer down on the corner giving you a bit of crack cocaine, right, John? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on, on uh, now that we got the crack cocaine, John, uh, I think it's probably a good uh, good time to uh, get off. Yeah. Yeah. Call it okay. a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, you have a good one. I'm glad it, glad you made it home safe from New Jersey last night. Yeah. Well, we we did not mention the fact I got yelled at uh, uh, on on my way out of the arena. So uh, in, in, in nasty. Uh, New Jersey terms, so uh, yeah, it was a, a yeah, charming, charming end of the game. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less from New Jerseyans. Well, yeah, uh, and at this point, I have to put a disclaimer up about John and uh, you know yet another state that John's dissed on the podcast, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, New New Jersey joins the list. Oklahoma, Nebraska, 
I'm trying to remember. Is, is that there? There have been others, but not necessarily yeah. whole states. But there yeah, whole, there's been a lot, of, a lot of cities. A lot, a lot, a lot of cities. Yes, a lot of cities. I just shake my head. All right, John, you have a good one and enjoy the volleyball. Right, yeah. You too, bro. Okay. Bye, bro.